Father, we thank you for Jenna Lee. We thank you for the dedication and the work that has gone into beginning Thrive here on Salt Spring, but also running it and keeping it going up in Kelowna. Father, we ask that right now you would just move and anoint her as she speaks and shares with us that we would have an understanding and a heart for the kids, just like you have said. Bring those little kids to me. Become as children. Worship me as as children full of joy. So, Father, I just ask that you would just give her your words now and that we would be able to receive all of this. Amen. Okay, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to take this and all my junk. All right. Okay. Good morning. I'm excited to be here. Um, can I just, I want to know who I'm talking to. How many of you come here regularly like this is home church? Kind of most of you. How many were here last time I was here talking about Thrive? Kind of a few, not as many. Okay, so um, yeah, I'm from Kelowna, and uh, I I try and grow Thrive, grow and support Thrive, which is um, a missional after-school care. So our whole purpose is to help children fall in love with Jesus, because uh, how many of you believe that Jesus is still the way, the truth, and the life? He is still in our society that doesn't acknowledge him. He is still the only way. And he is, he is our connection to, to life. And, uh, when I was here last time, I had a bouquet of flowers and I was, um, I was talking about how there's a lot of good programs out there. There's a lot of good things that help people that are really beautiful things. Um, and so why as a church is it so important for us to, to do maybe something that looks like somebody else can do it better. I was referring to, like, you might know, like, Boys and Girls Club or the YMCA or on the island you have Camp Colossal. And those are good things. There's good programs, and people are um, being helped through them and growing through them. But I had this bouquet of flowers, and um, the illustration was that there's a lot of good things, like a bouquet of flowers. Um, but those bouquet of flowers, they're cut off from the vine. It's a temporal beauty. It's a temporal um, time of enjoyment because they're not connected to the vine. And um, with Thrive, what we want to do is we want to be eternal. We want those flowers to be um, connected to the vine. So we have an eternal mission, not just an earthly temporal mission, but that eternal mission of connecting people to the vine, connecting people to the life of Jesus. And so um, with Barb's help here, she has been most incredible. We started Thrive, it was last September, and you know, um, it's been an incredible journey, and I have nothing but incredible respect for Barb. How many of you guys have ever gone through the forest where there's no trail before? It's, uh, it's hard, right? And, and with Thrive here, Barb has been trailblazing. And it's been amazing to watch. And she has been out there essentially with her machete trailblazing. Honestly, like it's been hard. Give her some, give her some honor. And she has been going where no one has gone before on this island. In fact, not only has there not been a, 
missional after-school program here, but there has never been an after-school program. Half of the island doesn't even know what after-school care is. So whereas in Victoria, there's thousands of kids on wait lists, the island, this is a foreign idea, but it's something that Barb is pioneering in, in breaking the way and the trail because we know that the time is coming on the island that this need is going to be an incredible need and people are going to start to use the trail. Right now, it's been small, but how many people People are following somebody with a machete through a thicket that you have to push branches out. They're not. But as that pathway gets trodden down and widened and the branches get pushed to the side, um, more and more people will be coming down that pathway. And Barb, I wanted to say to you that that's what you've been doing. You've been pioneering. You've been clearing the way. And when it's been discouraging with the numbers, I don't want you to be discouraged because it's not the multitude that goes through with that pioneer. It's only after the pioneer comes and clears the way that, that people will start to come through that. And so, um, please, um, encourage her, pray for her, um, celebrate her as this pioneer on your island that is making a way for island kids to come to know Jesus. It's just so, so important. Um, so I wanted to encourage her for that because of a few, a few things. Um, so I'm going to kind of touch on Thrive a bit and give you a bit of a report, but I'm also going to bring the word of God. And uh, as a Thrive thing, we're moving into a new season where Barbara's going to be the mentor and the teacher and the um, encourager and support for someone else who's going to be running the day-to-day portion of it coming in March, April kind of time. And so it's coming into a new season where rather than Barb striving on her own to go with God, striving to do it, now she's going to be coming alongside somebody else who's going to be taking that uh machete, so to speak. Um, and so we're just really excited because I believe that as we're coming into almost partway through our second year that we're going to see a big change and that that pathway that she's been um, clearing is going to start to funnel the kids um, into it. But so I'm going to go to the scriptures a bit. And uh, in Genesis chapter one, we have what we know as the, cre- the creation narrative. And uh, sometimes we get so used to these stories that we forget the significance. And so um, I just think that this is very significant for this church and for right now. And so I'm going to read through it. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I might skip some parts because it's really long. Um, but it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, And the darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. I want to draw your attention there to the earth was without form, and it was void. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and so the evening and the morning was the first day. So God starts to create out of this void, 
And I want to speak to this church and say that you guys in the character and the nature and under the authority of God are creating something with God out of a void in your community. On this island, there's this darkness, there's a void, and God called this church to create, to speak his power into that void and start to separate the light from the darkness. And I can see it happening, and I'm not here very often, but when I am, I'm here for like a week or two at a time, and I can see that this church is being that. And God is saying, you are that. You are speaking my word, my power, into the void and separating the light into the darkness. Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And so the evening and the morning were on the second day. Then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. So he continues this creation. And not only is he separating the light from the darkness, he is creating solid ground. And how many of you can feel that this island sometimes needs some solid ground? You need the rock. You guys understand, being on an island, your ground is such an important thing. The foundation is such an important thing. And as you start to continue to proclaim the creative power word of God, that rock, that foundation is being created and being a place where people can have a firmness and a security. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass and the herb that yields seed and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and the herb that yields seed according to its kind and the tree that yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And so there was evening and there was morning on the third day. If we continue with that word of the Lord that you guys are the creative, you can speak the creative power and authority of God into your community to bring about fruit, to bring about plants, to bring about life. Um, God wants us to do this. This is a model for us to speak into existence by the power of Jesus, that fruit. I'm going to kind of roll down a little bit Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful And multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. 
How crazy encouraging is that? When God created man and woman, he said it was good. And you know what? It didn't leave it there. You know, he said, go forth and multiply. This story, this narrative isn't just a history. This is about us right now. God created us in his image to go forth and multiply and bear fruit. That's what we're here for. We're here to be his image and to continue to grow his image and to multiply and to be fruitful. And I'm going to jump down and it said, uh, And God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth. Every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life. I've given every green herb for food, and it was so. Then God saw everything he made, and indeed it was very good. So in the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So God had created this incredible, very good creation. And he calls us into that creative power with him to recreate what was lost. Because we know that that very good thing didn't stay very good, right? There was a fall and man sinned. And because of that sin, the the goodness of creation was broken. And that brokenness came from the independence from God, right? Adam and Eve had decided to raise themselves above God or to be equal with God. And in doing so, they became independent of him. And they didn't actually anymore have any creative force. We wouldn't have any creative power of God in us either. We have no connection with God anymore because of the sin that came and separated us. But we know as Christians that Jesus came, died on the cross, and rose again. And when we receive that, it brings a restoration. It brings a recreation. And it calls us back into that creative force of the very first time when God started to create and speak the word of truth. And so... um I'm going to go with, um, into Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5.18. And this is where it starts to call us into a place of reconciliation. Um, so it is, so we're going to go 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who was, has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not in putting their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now, therefore, we are ambassadors in Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become righteousness of God in him. 
So we see this creation narrative. We see that it was good. We see a fellowship between God and man. Man walked with God in the garden. Man had no shame. Um, it was just a really beautiful thing. There, it wasn't difficult. Then man fell and things, instead of innocence, we had shame. Instead of trust, we had accusation and blame. And, um, and we were separated from that relationship. But then Christ came and died for this reconciliation. And he calls us to be reconcilers and to bring that restoration. And I think sometimes as Christians so much, we think, oh, that reconciliation, that call that we're called to is for people to pray a sinner's prayer and to become right with God. And that is correct. But it's only a tiny bit of the very beginning is to reconcile with God in a knowledgeable sense where I'm choosing to believe Jesus and the cross. God wants us to begin to walk into a fullness of restoration. Restoration for ourselves and our own spirits with him and a relationship with him. But he wants it to go beyond that. And he wants us to bring reconciliation and restoration to the goodness that was in Genesis. It's not just about us and our personal walk with God. It goes so much more. And what does that look like in God's fullness? A restoration of the walking in the garden with him. A restoration of hearing his voice. A restoration of beauty instead of briars. He's just calling us to that Genesis account again. And that's what Jesus died for. He didn't just die so that we can acknowledge him as Lord and go on with our life the way it was with briars and with shame. He wants us to come into a renewed creation. Old things are gone and behold, all things are made new. So it's a new creation. You're a new creation. You have a new relationship and it goes so much more beyond the knowledge of I'm a Christian. And so I want to encourage you guys as a church that, um, as a church, you are doing that. As you place yourself back under the authority of Christ, as you say, okay, I'm not equal with God. I'm not going to make all my decisions. I'm not going to do it on my own. It's all about God. I'm coming under you, Jesus. That starts to happen, and the people on the island start to see a light. They can see God because you've come under him now, and he's covering you. And then that's when they can see Jesus and they can say, wow, there's a difference there. They're not just seeing you anymore because you're covered by the lordship of Jesus. And so um, at Thrive, that's what it's really all about. It's bringing this reconciliation. It's, it's taking kids and families that have no idea. They're completely independent from Jesus as Lord. They might not even know Jesus should be Lord. They might not even be aware that it should be a thing, and they're over here kind of facing this way, and maybe Jesus and the cross is over here, and uh, we're trying to get them to a point where they can see Jesus as the solution, where they can go to Jesus as a source. But the same way that in creation there was days and there was steps, and even for Jesus it took the creation multiple days. It took time for that creation to be made, even with God. And I wanted to encourage you guys and encourage Barb that it takes time to bring creation into order. It takes time to take somebody from the place of not knowing God or not being interested in God to a place where they have a restored relationship with him. And so um, there's steps. And I don't know, Barb, I think you might share a few things at the end of this about what is going on here, but... 
uh, I was here on Monday, and she was telling me a story um, about a couple of kids, and it was the end of the day, and it was time to go home, and their parents weren't here yet, so they get their backpacks on, and you know, it's over, right? Like, you've had your time, you've done your games and your crafts and your stories and your songs and anything else you're going to do, right? It's over. But she's got them coming down to wait at the front door, and there's a little whiteboard there. When you came in, you saw it said pre-service prayer, Well, so she starts erasing that board. It had Thrive information on it. So she's erasing the Thrive information off, and she's writing pre-service prayer on it. And the little boy, six, five, little boy that was five years old, he's reading it, and he said, what's prayer? Now, isn't that amazing? Because that is a beginning step of restoring that child to God's relationship. Barb got to share. It was all over. But she's got this Kairos moment in there where she gets to share the truth about Jesus and the fact that we can talk to God and he listens and we can hear God. And this little boy is having a conversation with her and that takes him from not knowing, not realizing that there's a Savior, little bit of a turn and go, what? There's a God who, what, we can talk to him, what, he talks to us. And he has taken a step towards that reconciliation, towards the relationship, towards the recreation, you know. And that's just what it's all about. And not just in Thrive, that's not what it's all about, but it's about that for each one of us to bring people one step closer, one more step in um in that restitution that was broken at the fall. And uh, so I'm just really excited about that. So when when we bring ourselves from a place of independence to a place of dependence on the source again, that's when we see those other people being able to come along as well. So my encouragement for you is come remain in the source, remain as God over over you rather than being outside, making your own choices. Um, When we do that, we see a restoration of relationship, right? And that starts with Jesus. We have a restored relationship between us and God. Then we have a restored relationship between us and people. That's part of it, right? Adam and Eve had a perfect relationship. And then after the fall, the relationship was broken, and it turned into accusing and blaming and and shame, and distrust. But when we come under Jesus as the source, that human relationship is also fixed. And that's what Thrive is about as well. And Barb knows full well that she is teaching kids that there is a restored relationship even between humans. They can trust humans. They can trust adults. They can trust their friends. They can be loving and kind, and they can receive love and kindness it's a restoration of the peace of the garden as well. Bringing these kids, bringing your um, colleagues into a place of the peace of God that is now restored when you're under the source. Bringing um, people into a place of beauty instead of briars. When the fall happened, it said that all of a sudden there was thorns and thistles and things were hard. Well, when we come under that lordship of Jesus Christ, that um, restoration is also towards a beauty that people can see that God has a different way.
So our aim at Thrive is to bring restoration to children, one child at a time. And I wanted to speak a tiny bit to that one child. Sometimes we might look at our resources and our time and say, is it worth it? Oh, you only have one kid today? Oh, you only have three kids this week? Oh, it's so expensive. Is it worth your time? You come here every day for three hours for one? Jesus died for one. And we have to remind ourselves that that if it's a one kid, that's the kid that God has here on purpose to be restored to fullness in him. It's incredible. Jesus died for you as an individual. If if there was no other person on this earth, Jesus would have still died for you. And so Barb is giving sacrificially. She's laying down her life day after day after day. You know what? For one kid sometimes. That's incredible. That is so Christ-like. There is nothing wrong with that. In fact, I think that's the way that God loves to do it. This is God's gig. It's not our gig. And if it's God is bringing one kid on Monday and three on Wednesday or whatever's going on, that's what he's doing for a purpose. It's so incredible. And I want to honor Barb. I want to honor you for being so sacrificial in giving love to one child at a time and not giving up on them. God does not give up on us. God does not say, oh, it's just you. It's not a full church. I'm not going to show up today. Right? So it's just incredible that um, God has been bringing these individual children. And we are praying and believing that there's going to be more, that there's going to be a multitude. Like I say, she's been plowing the way. And now it's going to open up the trail for a lot more people to easily come and access the restoration that um, God has for them. So... I was talking about the flowers um, that last time I was here, I gave Barbara, I think I gave them to you. I hope I gave them to you. Um, these flowers that were a cut bouquet. And uh, now I brought different ones because um, there's a, a rooting that happens and a connecting to the vine. And so, Barbara, I want you to come up here. This is for you. This is a thank you. Um, but it's symbolic that rather than being cut flowers, Something um, that represents earthly beauty and temporal beauty. We have this new thing that's rooted beauty. Um, so she has been so sacrificial like Christ, and she has really rooted the ministry here. She's rooting these kids. She's connecting their kids' hearts to the vine and that's just so incredible. So, Barb, I want you to remember that because there's the roots in here now, there's the connection in here. There's You're connecting the hearts to the vine, and you're rooting this ministry into this community onto the rock and really creating a firm foundation. So let's give her a hand for the plowing. Um, is Oh, Mark. Mark, come up here. Come, You're Mark, right? Mark's your husband, right? Okay, yeah, Mark. All right, come on up. Um, you know what? We talk about the sacrifice of Barb for this ministry. Mark has incredibly given and sacrificed as well. Um, he has sacrificed his wife day in and day out. And Mark is retired and he has, he's free to travel and go where he wants, when he wants. But now his wife is staying here for this one kid or these two kids or these three kids. And I know that it's not always been easy to say, Mark, um, okay, well, we can't go because you have to go there. 
and you have to do this, and you've sacrificed your freedom um, for the kids of this community, and it's absolutely epic and amazing and wonderful, and Barb couldn't do what she did without your support and without your sacrifice as well. So let's give him a really, really big round of applause. Um, is Dean here? Dean's wife is here. Where's Dean's wife? I don't even know what Dean's wife's name is. Come on up here. Um, <laughs> so, um, Dean has been an incredible support to Barb and to the program. And this little plant, it's not insignificant that it's so small. Um, this is a coffee plant. <laughs> and I just thought, you know what? Dean has been giving of his time and his energy. And he's also a retired school teacher. So, like, his energy is gone. You know, a school teacher, it's it's done. But he has come and he's driven his own vehicle, his own van, um, so many days, especially in the summertime, to bring extra kids because the program in the summer grew so big that we couldn't fit them in the 15-passenger van. So Dean would bring his own van and pile extra kids in there and give up his energy and his heart and his resources over and over and over again. And he's helped rooting, he's rooted those kids' lives um, into into a ground where they can grow into eternity. He's connecting those kids to that vine for that eternal mission. And honestly, it wouldn't be possible to have done our summer program without him. It's like absolutely incredible. And then Barb took um, a break and went away. And Dean, and was it you that stepped in with him? Who? Dean and you stepped in. And that is just an incredible thing because um, if Barb didn't have the support to do that, she would have been burnt out and gone a long time ago. And so um, you guys have been an incredible blessing blessing and not just to bar but to the kids of the island and to the program and just making that foundation happen so thank you and, and it was a blessing for us to be with those kids i'm telling you it was great <laughs> that's awesome is gail here and gail's gail come on up um i want to honor gail she's another one that has helped root this program to the island and um it's just been wonderful she has given up her house uh, so many times, I think maybe a total of three weeks, she's given her house up um, to people coming from Kelowna to help support the program. They've lived there, uh, slept there, eaten there, um, and it's been wonderful. I stayed there a week. Um, a couple other people have stayed, and she's just sacrificially given up her space. And that's not easy to do, you know? And that is sacrifice, and that is rooting this ministry onto the island, and it's attaching kids to the vine because those helpers couldn't come if they didn't have a place. Have you ever tried to get a hotel on Salt Spring Island? Number one, it's impossible. Number two, it's like really expensive. So without you, we wouldn't have been able to support the program in that way. And it's just absolutely incredible. It was really a blessing for me. It went both ways. That's great. And so I want you guys to give her a hand. Give these guys a hand because this is so incredible. And, and it's a creating, they're speaking into the void and separating the light from the darkness and bringing land out of the water. And, and we're going to see fruit. We are seeing fruit. And it's just so, so wonderful. So thank you guys. And if you see Dean, because he's not here, give him a pat on the back and say, man, you are appreciated. <laughs> All right? Um, yeah, so what about you guys? You want to be part of the mission? Do you want to be part of speaking into that void? It's possible, and I mean, you're all called to your own callings. We're not all called to work with kids. 
you know, for sure. Um, <laughs> some of you are like, amen, hallelujah. Um, but we are all called to make a difference, to speak into the void and reconnect people to the vine. But if you want to be involved with Thrive and do that with the children and the families, there's a really simple way. How many people, it might not be simple for some of you, I'm sorry. How many people have Facebook? Put your hand up, you've got Facebook. If you have Facebook, please like the Thrive Salt Spring Island page. Um, it's connected to the church page somehow, I think, too. But it's just Salt Spring Island Thrive. Like it. Follow it. And when you see us posting things, simply share it, right? It's a click of a button. Share. It goes onto your page. And then your friends can be like, oh, wow, what's happening at the chapel? Oh, the kids are going off island today. Oh, they're going to the airplane museum or whatever it is. And so it just gets the word out. So it's just a really simple thing, like the Thrive on Salt Spring page. Share the different things that come up occasionally on there when we have special events. Just hit share. And that would really help us out. The other thing is, is we're hiring still for summer um, and for long-term staff. And so if there's somebody that wants to work hands-on with the kids, you've got a lot of energy you've got a lot of patience, you want a little adventure, uh, we're looking for you. Um, and dudes, don't think that you're um, not part of that call. These kids need dad figures, they need big brother figures, and it's really important. So pray about, maybe God wants you to be involved hands-on, maybe God has someone on your heart that you think would be really good and is looking for a place to minister. So we are hiring, we pay people, um, and... Uh, that's mostly probably like a June to August thing, but then long-term for after-school care as well. So consider how you can be involved. And the other way is pray, because it's not us, right? We are not doing this independent of God. We're not um, making ourselves equal. It's not by power and might, but by the Spirit of God. So if you could be in prayer every day, if you're a prayer warrior, pray for Thrive, pray for Barb, pray for our new upcoming manager, um, that they would be able to widen that path, that they would be able to bring children down that path to reconciliation and restoration to God's good and perfect plan for their life. Um, that would be really, really awesome. And I think that that's about all I'm going to say. Um, Micah did want me to update you guys on the actual organization I'll take 30 seconds to do that. Um, so when we started here, Thrive Kids Canada um, had just become a non-profit. And we had five other centers um, of Thrive After School Care, but we were underneath an independent church um, under their charity. And we were working on becoming a national charity. And we finally, last summer, became our own national charity. And so those other centers have come underneath Thrive Kids Canada now. So we're all one, um, which is really great because the big centers can support the little centers now, which is really, um, really amazing. So Thrive Kids Canada is officially a registered charity in Canada. And our goals are to grow in small places like this and big places like Vancouver and reach kids for Christ and their families and and uh, we're really excited. So we were at Missions Fest last week. That's why I'm on this end of the world. And uh, just recruiting leaders and managers and church partners. And we have a belief that God is going to use after-school care to reach a generation that wouldn't otherwise be reached. Because what other way is there to spend four hours, three hours a day, every single day, Monday to Friday, with the same kids from kindergarten to grade six? 
and get paid for it. And if the parents can't pay for it, the government pays for it. Like, it's an epic opportunity. So we're just really, really excited for the growth and uh, and for the potential and to be one and be our own. And so that is awesome. Barb, I think you're going to give them a little update on what's going on here. Um, and thanks for having me. Thank you. Let's give her a round of applause. That was both encouraging and inspiring, wasn't it? I'm inspired. I may just keep on working. Um, like Jenna Lee said, we started last September and only had one full-time person, and he was from the church. He came every single day, all day Friday, and we had a few dropping in. And But... We saw God work in his life. We saw some changes. We saw attitudes change. When we think of who we're reaching with the Thrive program, there are probably only three children from the church that come. We geared up for spring break last year and got eight to 12 kids. And so once in a while, we called on Gail and said, Gail, would you go for a walk with us to the beach? Because we need another adult. I'm over limit. So she did. And uh, just like what was mentioned, Dean showed up and he would say, I, we can take my van. In the summer, the first day we started last summer, we had 12 kids. By the next week, on Wednesday, for our first field trip, we had 19. Dean had arrived anticipating driving. We did not have room for him to drive. And so he said, oh, you can just take my van. I said, uh... Could you show me where the key is? And he said, oh, it's a button. It's a button. I'm thinking, okay, where are the, where's all the gadgets? You know, here I'm going to Victoria, had not even driven his van before. But I'll tell you, the kids knew where the machine was to watch the little video. <laughs> so that was our treat. He showed us that you know how to listen and behave, and you get to go in the van. <laughs> so we... We really were able to utilize and thank the Lord for ones who stepped in at the last moment. I mean, 19 kids showed up for our first field trip. And so throughout last summer, we averaged around 12, 13, up to 18 kids off and on. We have 78 signed up. They didn't all come naturally on the same day. But that's 78 families. Some of them had two children that were touched. One time we got in the van after singing a song about the fruits of the Spirit and praying for safety before we took off in the van. One boy from the back of the van yells, Where does the God live that you talk to? One of our church boys says, Oh, he lives in heaven. Another church boy says, But he came to earth. And I'm thinking, let's not confuse him. He is not Thor. <laughs> so we, it's interesting to hear the kids telling other kids, but also that they have questions. They, they look out this window up here because we're mostly in the big room and say, why are there all those chairs? And, we, and then one boy says, oh, we have church down there. What is church? So we start to tell them what church is. And just like the little guy who wanted to know, what is prayer? And then he asked me, well, where is this God at? 
that you talk to. So we're, oh my goodness, it's so new to these kids. Now they can tell me potions, they can tell me all about what's on the videos and the TVs, but the whole thing about who is God, where does he live, what does he do, how does he love us, that's all new. So right now, starting from last September, we've had one full-time student, just like Jenilee said, and three or four popping in from time to time. And coming spring break, we're already getting calls because there's a need for all-day care for two weeks. So we're getting themes for each day. We plan two out trips. We've got um, some helpers that we're trying to pull in. You may get a call. You might want to go to Birds of Prey, don't you? Dean said he would go back. And we are already looking ahead to the summer because we know that summer is a need as well. And parents love that we play games, that we're outdoors. I mean, one day we had on the schedule, we were going to Vesuvius to dig for moon snails. And one parent said, yeah, right. She went to work. Her colleagues looked up moon snails to see if there were really moon snails. We found one at the last minute before we left the, the beach. His shell was this big, his body this big. Harley has a picture holding him as a trophy, and Bentley as well. So we, we are doing that. We're out at the beaches, hiking, traveling, going off-island, but just enjoying God's creation and talking about, well, who do you think made this? Did it just happen? And getting them thinking critically and then saying, ask your mom and dad. Because we're not sliding under the radar with these kids. We want them to talk to their moms and dads about what we're saying. We want them to go home and say, "Uh, what are fruits of the Spirit? Have you heard of those? We're singing about them. And then we talk a little bit about what are the things that God wants to grow in us. So it, it is exciting and um, takes a lot of energy and a lot of uh, asking that Holy Spirit, okay, what are we doing? Where are we going? How do we deal with this? Give us wisdom, grace, patience, and he is. And I thank each of you for asking how it's going, for wanting to be involved, and for supporting it. Thank you. Do you want something else? Okay, then I guess that wraps up our service. Uh, Mike, did you want to do a, a closing song? Are you okay? And as Mike closes our time together, if you have anything that you would like prayer for or you want to uh, talk to somebody about, we're going to have some people up in the front here to pray. And feel free to ask Jenna Lee any more questions. Because she's got all the answers. Okay? So thank you, guys.